0: Hello, hope you're okay and had a fabulous Jubilee weekend. Thanks ever so much for downloading today's podcast on Monday, June the 6th. And it might have been four days of festivities, but could the party be coming to an end for Boris Johnson? The Prime Minister is facing a vote of confidence tonight after enough MPs submitted letters calling for him to resign. First, let's hear from our political editor, Paul Francis, on how the vote works and the various ramifications.
2: Well, first... Uh, The reason why we're actually in this position is that 54 MPs, at least 54 MPs, have formally written to party chiefs requesting this vote of no confidence, uh, and that vote is the one that will take place this evening. Now, when it comes to deciding whether Boris is in or Boris is out, then the next magic number is 150 and that's the number of MPs who would have to back a a vote of no confidence. So the stakes are fairly high if we do get to a point where there is going to be a leadership contest then the likelihood is that will be a campaign over the summer and under the Conservative Party's rules uh, they will whittle down Uh, the two uh, potential candidates, uh, and it is those two candidates who will go out to the wider Conservative Party to uh, become the next leader.
0: Boris Johnson has been our Prime Minister for the past three years but has faced increasing pressure following the Partygate scandal. He says he welcomes the opportunity to make his case to MPs and the vote is a chance to end months of speculation and allow the government to draw a line and move on. So what would you like to happen should Boris win the vote or would you prefer someone else to take over at number 10? Ish has been asking people in Medway.
3: It's 50-50. I feel that he is probably not the right man for the job. And I think probably that it's going to be a Labour government in the next few months anyway, so I don't think he's going to survive. Do you think Boris Johnson will survive tonight's vote?
0: I really hope he doesn't. Um, I did email Kelly Tolhurst about the vote of no confidence and she said that she had every confidence in him though. So I guess we just have to see what happens.
3: Why why do you want to see him out?
0: Um, I just think he's useless and a liar. I
3: honestly think that probably They're stupid enough to keep him in. Yes, I do, I actually do. Personally, I wish he wouldn't, but uh, I think that um, there's no other substitute um, for him at the minute. Do you think this will forever damage his leadership going forward, even if he does survive? Um, Well, it depends from the uh, voters' um, perspective. Uh, The next time they get a chance to vote him out, they probably
2: will. The guy should leave. He he should have stepped down, he should have done the honourable thing and fallen on his sword and gone. But if
3: if he doesn't survive tonight, who would you rather see?
2: Somebody better? I, I don't know. I mean, I, I always liked Andrea Litton. I thought she was um, competent. She's she's former city broker. If anyone's going to fix the economy, it should be somebody like that.
4: Do you think Boris Johnson will survive tonight's confidence
5: vote? He, he may do, but let's hope he doesn't.
4: And why do you
3: want to see him out?
5: Because he's a liar, um, and he's not ruling the country how we expected him to. Um, And uh, as I said, most people are so disappointed in this party of his, when there was people dying
1: and they wanted to see their dead loved ones. I don't think they have confidence, I don't think anyone does, but I don't think they'll vote him out because there's no one else that can take his place.
3: If he does survive then, what what do you think this does to his leadership?
1: Well, they, they they can't vote for another year, so it means he's safe for another year. That might be why they're doing it, so that the media stop talking about it.
0: You can also have a say today by voting in the poll within the story on Kent Online and leaving a comment there or on our socials. One of Kent's MPs has been a vocal critic of Mr Johnson for some time and made no secret of the fact that he submitted a letter calling for a vote of confidence quite a while ago. Sir Roger Gale reckons any result tonight is possible.
4: Parliament hasn't been sitting for the best part of a week, remember that. So uh, prior to the weekend, there were still two or three days when people were not celebrating when they were out and about meeting people, talking to their constituents, and I suspect that as a result of that, and I thought this might happen, the letters have gone in. To so say say, the result, of course, is not a foregone conclusion. We have to wait and see what happens, uh, and we'll know sometime after 8 o'clock tonight. Anything is possible. The Westminster electorate is the most sophisticated and the most duplicitous in the world. So they may well say one thing and do something completely different. Um, I wouldn't put any money on this at all either way. I think, I expect the vote will probably be very close. Uh, It remains to be seen which way that goes and what the Prime Minister then decides to do in the light of that vote, whichever way it goes.
0: Sir so Roger represents North Thanet and we've been asking all of Kent's Tory MPs how they plan to vote tonight. Folkestone and Hythe's Damian Collins has said Boris Johnson received an overwhelming majority from the British people just over two years ago to lead our country as Prime Minister. He has my full support to carry on with the job. Well, you can find out what, if anything, others have said by heading to the website. And also you can follow Kent Online on socials today, where we will share breaking news on the result tonight. You'll also be able to hear reaction in breakfast bulletins on our sister radio station KMFM from six tomorrow morning. Kent Online News. Other top stories for you today and a Dover woman who attacked a man with a knife after he spurned her advances has avoided being sent to prison. Alicia Oakley is said to have been suffering a psychotic episode when she stabbed the victim in the head in October 2018, missing his brain by just two centimetres. The 23-year-old, who now lives in Darwin near Blackburn, has been given a suspended prison sentence. Her victim has branded it too lenient and says it's left him traumatised and suffering trust issues. A search is underway for two men who ripped down a Platinum Jubilee flag from a cafe in Maidstone. At Kent Online today, you can see a video of them tearing the union flag off the Puddings building in the town centre and waving it around. The owners have described them as mindless thugs. The wife of a terminally ill man from Maidstone says she's been left unable to buy food after becoming the victim of an online scam. Claire Waterman had been tricked into paying £180 after being told by some one she trusted, she'd won £100,000. Where well, The 48-year-olds thanked people who've donated furniture and appliances for their new home. Action fraud says the scam is being investigated by police. Now, a Gravesend mum says her special needs son no longer wants to leave the house because he hasn't been able to go to school for a year. -year Ten-year-old Ethan has autism and ADHD, as well as additional speech and language needs. His mum, Georgia Still, took him out of his previous school as they were apparently unable to keep him safe. Well, I've been speaking to Georgia about the impact it's having on both of them. To be honest,
5: I just felt crushed. Like, I don't really understand... How they couldn't teach him, he had a TA there. they just applied. I'd been saying to them for weeks to apply for the extra funding that then children are supposed to get. And they just, yeah, they only did it a week before he left.
0: Did you kind of feel that you had no choice but to take him out of the school then? A little bit, yeah. yeah. They did make me feel like pressured into taking him out. And what's Ethan been able to do since? Because he's been out of school for quite a while now, hasn't he?
5: Yeah, he's been out of school for just over a year, and local authorities got us a tutor for a short period of time, and then on the first of April that stopped. So he hasn't had a tutor for two months still. So we just do what we can indoors.
0: How do you manage with that? I mean, work as what well. do you do? I no, have to give go... my job up. Wow. Okay. I mean, that's crazy. <laughs> that's yeah. An... So what have you been able to do then over the, the past year when you, when you haven't had that tutor? What sort of things have you been doing?
5: We we'll just work from books from W.H. Smith. I used to work at W.H. Smith. So basically during the pandemic, I literally just got so many that we could use because obviously I was teaching him at home then. Even though he is a SEN child, he was entitled to go into school. They basically said they couldn't cope with him because obviously they're a mainstream school. They're not really meant to be able to cope with same children necessarily
0: so what's the situation now as far as you're concerned because you're obviously very keen for for Ethan to get back into school um where are you at the moment same place we started
5: any school that has been applied for I think it's six schools that they've actually applied for in a year they've all said no so far
0: why, why have they said no, Georgia? Is that based on the number of pupils they've already got or because they don't have a specialist teacher? What reasons have they given to
1: you?
5: Some of them are that his academics are too high, his academics are too low, they can't um, meet his needs or they haven't got the resources, just things like that. All they have to say for if he's not in school like there already is we can't meet his needs and then that's it. What's your next step? What, what can you do now, do you think? I have literally done as much as I can I've contacted social services to try and get help with them like normal social services said because there's not actually an issue in the household we can't help you so I contacted disability social services and they've said he's not severe enough so we're not going to be able to help you she said well, I'm going to like she's still involved at the moment I've got another three weeks with her but she said she's going to try and put pressure in the right places I've also contacted adam holloway during this entire situation and he's tried to help as well but obviously he's there's only so much he can do and i don't really know what else to do i'm literally i've run out of options
0: how does ethan feel about it what does he say about not being at school to
5: me he says that he wants to go back and that he misses playing with his friends and misses going to school Um, but if anyone else asks him he just says no 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 he he just shuts down he just says no to everything
0: how are you feeling about him and, and obviously his educational progress but also socializing with other children I mean does that worry you yeah
5: his social skills have plummeted and I mean really really badly before he would like even in school like he would just have one friend that he would talk to because he felt comfortable but if other people wanted to join in the games he would do that he was quite happy for that but now I took him out a little while ago to um Mepham parade for Mepham school and where there were so many people he just he had a huge meltdown and he's not a violent child I would like to point that out but he punched me in the face because he was so overwhelmed he didn't know what to do he couldn't he couldn't process all of the
0: noise. Well, Kent County Council still hasn't managed to find Ethan a place at a special needs school. We have contacted them for a comment but are yet to hear back. Meantime, there's a warning children with special educational needs in Kent who are being homeschooled are falling through the cracks. Kelly Green is a Labour County councillor in Dartford and has called for improved support for hundreds of families. Figures seen by the podcast show 465 youngsters in Kent are SEN and being taught at home while well, just 193 have an education health care plan. The council say robust measures are being taken to review the support being delivered. Well if you have a story relating to this we'd love to hear from you. You can get in touch via the website, via our socials or you can email us news at thekmgroup.co.uk. This podcast is sponsored by the FG Barnes Group with car dealerships in Canterbury and Maidstone. Villagers in Bursted are angry that two of their elected members don't live in the country. Parish councillors John and Fabienne Hughes are letting out their home on Ware Street while they live predominantly in France. But residents feel that if they can't be in the village, they should resign to make way for new councillors. An interesting one, we've been asking in a poll within the story, should councillors be allowed to serve while living abroad? Well, 6% of you have said yes, as long as they're getting the work done. But the vast majority, 94%, have said no, believing they can't keep on top of local issues. We'd love to know what you think. You can still vote within that poll. After more than two months, Operation Brock has finally been removed from the M20. The motorway was closed coastbound between Maidstone and Ashford last night for work to remove the contraflow system, which was put in place to deal with cross-channel disruption. One lane is still closed in both directions and a 50mph speed limit remains in force. A student union bar in Canterbury has been forced to stop serving alcohol after midnight night following concerns about antisocial behaviour. The University for the Creative Arts on New Dover Road had to reapply for a licence after being taken over by new managers, but they've had to reduce their hours because neighbours are worried about noise and disturbance in the area. Next today, and we're going to be hearing from a Dartford woman who was born with a birthmark on her face and has been telling the podcast how she's using TikTok to campaign against bullying. Caitlin Unsworth grew up being ashamed of her port wine stain and was even picked on at school. Well, the 21-year-old now creates videos on socials to educate people and encourage us to show more kindness. She shared her story as part of the Changing Faces campaign and has been speaking to our
1: reporter, Sean Delaney. We're in a society now where we have to fit into a specific beauty standard and if you don't, then you haven't got much kind for you. And It is hard living in a society like that. So if there was more like people with differences and um, abilities and it would just be so much more inclusive for everyone and it would it would end bullying I, I truly believe it would end bullying
3: yeah and i think yeah, yeah. as you're saying that unfortunately society sort of tends to value sort of sameness unfortunately rather than difference mm-hmm. and embracing why yeah. you know people you know of all different and I think the campaign just just doesn't just encompass people with birthmarks it encompasses people you know we've obviously got people like Katie P- pipe on the television and yep. people with different faces to, to, to make it that the, the normal different to be the normal yeah, and definitely. yeah um but um yeah so what 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 kind of messages is there that it's anything you know keen to, to put out there you know I think you mentioned before um, you know unfortunately you know kids who, you know being kids will come out with bold questions do you like you know yes, try definitely. and find a way to bridge that conversation with them and have, you know t- to make it normal
1: in the job i'm working you definitely do see like there's a lot of children and you do get the gulps and you get the just the stairs and the parents dragging their kid away because they think you're violent and i'm not um but it's just if they And sometimes they do say, oh, what happened to your face? And it's just like their children, they don't understand. And instead of pulling them away and acting like it's such a big, like drastic thing, like don't say anything, actually let them ask. And then I can explain to them, oh, I was actually kissed by a fairy in my mummy's belly and I'm so lucky. Then they'll be like, oh, my God, that's that's amazing. Do you know what I mean? Just make it so much nicer and so much less negative.
3: Yeah, and I think it's the ability, isn't it, for people to, to to ask questions, isn't it? How we learn about things, with people, and it's the way you approach that, isn't it? I guess. And things. Definitely. Was Was it difficult then for you growing up? I mean, did you feel you had to sort of put your, you know, you know, put make cover, you know, cover, you know, that part of your face up and things to try and be like mm-hmm. all the other other girls or thing? Was that something that, that you felt yeah. compelled to do a lot?
1: Definitely. I remember in primary school, and there was a teacher, and she had a port wine stain down her neck. And she pulled me into the office because she knew I was struggling. And she spoke to me about different birthmark covering products. We did try it out. And there are photos of me in school with a covered birthmark. And it does make me sad to look back on that because I would never do that now. Mm. And I remember having such a long fringe, such a long fringe. It would come down and I couldn't see properly. And I remember and I didn't know why I had a fringe at the time. I just loved it. But now that I look back and I was the only girl in my family with a full fringe, it sort of hits that it was to protect me in a way. And it does make me sad.
3: Yeah. And it, it to, to, to cover up who you are, really, isn't it? You know, that's, and, and I think that's why it's so positive with your TikTok videos and the, and the piece that you've written and that to raise awareness of it, to say this is who I am. Is this something that you've only done fairly recently? Is this something to, to embrace this? Or has it taken a long time to come to that sort of point?
1: It has taken, I couldn't even tell you how long. It's taken so long to actually be comfortable in myself, like in my face. Be birthmark confident. If I didn't find the Vascular Birthmark Foundation, I would not be raising awareness myself or. I wouldn't I just wouldn't be who I am
0: You can read more about Caitlin and the campaign by heading to the story at Kent Online Kent Online reports Plans to create a new garden village in Swale have been officially submitted The Fox Church development would include two and a half thousand homes as well as a primary school shops, pub and health centre Construction work could start in 2024 although some residents are worried about how roads in the area will cope with extra traffic Meantime plans have been revealed for the next stage of a controversial housing estate near Canterbury. 250 homes are being built at Hoplands Park in Hurston, despite campaigners launching multiple legal challenges against the proposals. Developers also want to create an apprenticeship centre, nursery, shop and business park. And finally, on building work, work to turn a former driving range in Herne Bay into a housing estate could start as early as next year. There are plans for 78 homes on land off Bullockstone Road. That's in addition to 570 22 properties that are currently being built on the town's former golf course next door. Now as the cost of living crisis continues, a salon in Sittingbourne is offering free haircuts to disadvantaged children. There are nearly 30,000 youngsters from low-income families across Swale alone. But the Hair and Tanning Spa, which is on the high street, has teamed up with the Street Soccer Foundation for a big fundraising campaign and organiser Carol Rawlinson thinks it's a crucial time to help those who are
1: At the moment,
5: everybody's hitting hard times with bills and everything going up. Obviously, if kids are going into school with long hair, dirty hair, they can get bullied. It's a knock-on effect for the family. And it was just a nice thing to do for the community. Um, And obviously, it's an expense to buy food so let them get the kids haircuts and everything.
0: Carol was speaking there to our colleagues from KMTV. Vijay Laudel works at the salon. He's also hoping it'll bring a boost for local businesses.
5: With the community at the moment, with everything going up, the cost of living is really high as well. So there are a lot of families that are struggling and are on the breadline at the moment. And it's a way of getting people back into the high street as well, because down here, this end of the town, there's not really a lot of people on this end of the town. So we thought if we do something where we can all come together as a community, at least that way it will bring a lot more people into the main town as well
0: the salon are also going to be offering free holiday clubs games and activities during the summer holidays and finally today a kent youtuber has managed to sneak a wax work of a social media star into Madame two swords 25 year old liam bedford from tunbridge filmed the prank and posted the video online the model which you can see at kent online it was on display for more than an hour before staff realized
4: kent online sports
0: Cricket First and Kent have finally got their first victory of the season, beating Middlesex in the T20 Blast. Joe Denley scored a century to help the Spitfires win by 55 runs at Canterbury yesterday. It's still second from bottom in the South Group table, though next up is a trip to Essex tomorrow. And in football, Gillingham now know all of the teams they'll face in League 2. Grimsby Town beats Sully Hole Moores after extra time in yesterday's National League playoff final. It means Jules fans wanting to travel to every away League game next season will clock up a whopping 8,370 miles. That's slightly more than during their last campaign in League One. It won't be cheap either. Based on current fuel prices, it's going to cost about £1,300 at the pumps. And the furthest trip will be the 680-mile round journey to Barrow. Well, that's all from us for today. Thanks ever so much for listening. Don't forget you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And you can now get access to the ad-free Kent Online Premium site. What you need to do is subscribe. Just head to KentOnline.co.uk forward slash subscribe.
4: News you can trust.
0: This is the Kent Online podcast. This podcast is sponsored by the FG Barnes Group, with showrooms in Canterbury and Maidstone, offering a range of new and approved used cars, including MG, Seat, and Vauxhall.